Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Tuesday, February the 2nd of 2021, also known today as Groundhog Day. Oh. So we discussed our friend Puxatani Phil, mm-hmm. and you had never heard of Puxatani Phil. What did you call him? Just a groundhog? Yeah, just an angel. This little cute angel yeah. who pops out, and there's all these guys in tall hats. Yeah. So Puxatani Phil is actually from Puxatani, Pennsylvania. That's the reason he's he's Puxatani Phil. But the deal is, if you know, he comes out today and and he sees uh, his shadow. How does it work? I think if he if he sees his shadow, that means we have more winter, right? Yeah, six more weeks of winter. And if we don't, that means spring comes early, right? So if he comes out and there's no shadow and there's like, you know, sunshine or whatever, all of a sudden this dude's going to be telling us that we're good and spring comes earlier. Hmm. You so, think this is just a story? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Old Puxatani <laughs> Phil, you know, he's really been great I mean, at predicting stuff. is there anything stuff. with science, like science behind this, like th- it's real or? Well, and how do we know what Puxatani Phil really sees? Right. You know, dude comes out and he's like, what's happening Does he whisper over to the guy, hey. Let me tell you, tall hat guy. Yeah. The weird thing about this is, is oddly enough, typically people gather around to watch Mm -hmm. this live. (laughs) Americans go out there Uh to Puxatani, Pennsylvania to watch the groundhog show up and and reveal the steel. And because of social distancing, there is no crowd today. I wonder if people are used to cheering one way or the other, like, yay, six more weeks of winter Uh, or yay, no, you know, it's going to be warmer sooner. Like, I think that. I don't think they cheer for more winter. You never know. There could be people in Michigan. They're like, yes. We need some more snow yeah. out here. Hey, there's all kinds of talk, though, over the course of the weekend. We mm-hmm. could see a snow impact across Arkansas. So I feel and, like if we talk about it, we'll jinx it. What, do you want it? Well, I mean, we haven't seen it, it seems like, in like two years. Like a really good snow. Yeah. Like where you can sled. There's projections, and we'll kind of check in with those again as we go throughout the day today. But like central Arkansas, I could see, you know, a number of inches. And then the north part of Arkansas could see a little bit more. So that's coming up as we head into the Super Bowl and into early next week. So we'll be watching that for you. Uh, Today is also National Tater Tot Day. I'll celebrate some tater tots. Uh, Never a bad thing to celebrate. (laughs) How do you like your tots? Um, Definitely with some cheese and ketchup. Okay. See, I'm the other way. I want my tots to have a side of mustard, and I'm set. Mustard? Oh, it's so good. I'm not saying it's gross, no. but I've never thought about that. The flaky bites of the tots with that kind of bitter taste of the mustard. Mm. I'll do mustard with my fries every time. Okay. It's good stuff. Mm. Also, it's National Play Your Ukulele Day today. Oh, well, that's good because I brought mine. It's out in my car. There you go. Tiny Tim's going to join us this morning as well. Right? Can we get him on the show today? Sure. You oh, work on wait. that, all right? Oh, we can't? I don't think. Son of uh, a no. gun. Man. Well, I'll leave that one on you. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Kelly and I were talking about National Play Your Ukulele Day, and we mentioned we referenced Tiny Tim. And there's probably people who are listening to the show this morning across the state or maybe listening on the podcast who are like, wait a minute, I've heard of Tiny Tim, uh-huh. but I really don't know what he did. And if you're one of those people... Uh, You're on the younger end here. I want to give you some greatness that is Tiny Tim. This is Tiptoe Through the Tulips.
don't think that I'd want to tiptoe through two loops with him. You don't think so? No. Yeah, I'm not real sure either. Sometimes I get him mixed up. Do what? I get him mixed up. Why? Sometimes I think that him and Weird Al are the same person. That's the most random thing I think I've ever heard. I don't know why. Why is it because a, of the curly hair? Maybe. I think it's a young thing. I think that because I, I knew of both of those guys when I was really young. And yeah. I think that it's something that it happened when I was young. Yeah. Obviously. You also <laughs> fell off of a horse, didn't you? <laughs> Several times. <laughs> still waiting to recover from that. Anyway, Kelly's still trying to reach out. Let's throw one on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1995 and Alan Jackson had the number one song in country music on this day. She's gone country. Oh, yeah. Look at them boots. She's gone country. Come on, cowgirl. Back to her roots. She's gone country. Ah. A new kind of suit. She's gone country. Yes, she comes. Bring on those little cowgirls, little cowgirl hats, little straw hat, some boots on. Well, the folk seems dead, but he's holding out in the village. My wife like it. Uh-huh. He's been writing songs, speaking, speaking out against wealth and privilege. He says, I don't believe in money, but a man can make him a killing. Some of that stuff don't sound much different than Dylan. Talon Jackson, 95. I hear down there, it's changed, you see. They're not as backward as they used to be. He's gone country. Oh, yeah. Look at them boots. He's gone country. He's got that truck now. Back to his roots. He's gone country. A new kind of suit. He's gone country. Don't forget Texas, man. I had rattlesnake boots and a truck when I was 16. All the girls were going crazy for me. Really? No. <laughs> I had my trench coat, too, all the way down to my uh-uh. feet, to my boots. Come on now. He commutes to L.A., but he's got a house in the valley. And long blonde hair. Hoop earrings. <laughs> but the bills are piling up, and the pop scene just ain't on the rally. Serious composer, school divorce and composition. But with a crime and smog these days, this ain't no place for children. How do I still remember this? Lord, it sounds so easy. It shouldn't take long. Be back in the money in no time at all. It's gone country. Look at them boots. It's gone country. Back to his roots. He's gone country. A new kind of suit. He's gone country. Oh, yeah. Here he comes. Tala Jackson, y'all. Yeah, he's gone country. He's gone country. Everybody's gone country. Dallas Jackson, Gone Country. It was number one on this day in 1995. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
Here we are. Tuesday morning has arrived. We have arrived. You have arrived. We are one big, happy, albeit dysfunctional family. And of course, as always, y'all, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. As we mentioned, the news came out yesterday that Dustin Diamond, who played the character of Screech on Saved by the Bell, passed away at the age of 44. A sad story. He was diagnosed with cancer three weeks ago. He was in pain, went to the hospital, and was like, hey, what's going on with me? And they said, hey, you have cancer. Let's figure out the stage. And they said, oh, well, it's stage four. Um, All of the different stars from Saved by the Bell have responded in different ways, most of them posting photos and memories of Dustin Diamond. Let's go back through some of them. Elizabeth Berkeley, who played Jesse Spano, says, I'm grateful to have gotten to create with Dustin when we were at the beginning of our dreams coming true. I will hold on to those sweet memories and the laughs we shared. Lisa Turtle, who is Lark Voorhees, says, uh, said, words cannot express the grief that I'm feeling right now. Dustin and I had a warm and special friendship. He was a caring gentleman, and my memories of him will always be cherished. Mm-hmm. Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach Morris, says, true comedic genius. Tiffany Thiessen, who played Kelly Kapowski, says she is deeply saddened by the loss, and she posted photos. And Mario Lopez, A.C. Slater, says, you will be missed, my man. Uh, the fragility of this life is something never to be taken for granted. So mm-hmm. all of his co-stars are mentioning him in their social media. So if you want to go and check that out, uh, it's easy to find all of them. And again, thoughts and prayers and all of that go out to Dustin Diamond's family, friends, and fans because so many of mm-hmm. us spent a lot of time with that show. Gotcha gossip on Mariah Carey. So she has a tell-all, a tell-all memoir out. It's called The Meaning of Mariah Carey. A lot of people are loving it. I'm one of them. I listened to the audio version of Mariah telling her story, and it's extremely fascinating. It's a look into her life, everything, every rumor we've ever heard, every major diva moment, people she's married, dated, she talks about it. And there are tons of people enjoying diving into the meaning of Mariah Carey, with the exception of her estranged older sister, Allison Carey, who is suing her for $1.25 million. She's accusing Mariah of, quote, heartless, vicious, vindictive, despicable lies in her tell-all book just to promote sales. For example, in the book, Mariah tells a story of her older sister, Allison, drugging her with sedatives on a regular basis. She also tells a story of her throwing a cup of boiling hot tea on her, causing third-degree burns, having to go to um, the hospital when she was 12. Also, Mariah Carey's older brother, Morgan has said in the past he plans to sue, but he has not taken any action as well. But uh, in Mariah's foreword in her book, she says, quote, This book is composed of my memories and my mishaps, my struggles, my survival. I went deep into my childhood and gave this scared little girl inside of me a big voice. So if you're interested, the meaning of Mariah Carey is out now. It's such an interesting thing to think about somebody writing a book and then that's how she remembers it. Yeah. That's what she remembers. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of this stuff can definitely be hurtful to her family, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wrote a book and you told stories about your brother, <laughs> you think he'd be mad? Yep. You think he'd want to sue you? No. If you were worth a billion bucks, would he probably want to sue? Maybe. That changes the whole game yeah. right there. Hey, Angelina Jolie, got your gossip on her. She is featured on the cover of the British issue of Vogue magazine, the March issue. Uh, inside the magazine, she talks about her life, and she says that uh, she was uh, kind of at a spot for the last couple of years that were very hard. She said it was very difficult to go through and navigate the waters after her breakup with Brad Pitt. Of course, there's kids involved. 
and all of that. Angelina says she's been focusing on healing her family and it's slowly coming back and she looks forward to her 50s, hoping that maybe she'll hit her stride in her 50s. If you want to check out the entire deal, of course, you can find it online. Just search Angelina Jolie and British Vogue. Got your gossip on John Cena. So how would you like to win a million dollars for just knowing how to count? It sounds easy, especially if you can count as good as John Cena. Um, because if you're the first to count the bottles of the new Mountain Dew Major Melon in their Super Bowl ad, you could win a million dollars. Wow. So in their new commercial, John Cena is getting us ready for the big game. Here's what it sounds like. 33, 34, 35. Hi, I'm John Cena, and I know how to count. In fact, knowing how to count could change your life on Super Bowl Sunday. Like, help you win $1 million. If you count all the bottles of delicious Mountain Dew Major Melon, our new watermelon flavor, in our commercial. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> and the idea of Major Melon yeah, no, as Mountain Dew? Tasty. I want to go get it today if it's out. Yeah. Like a legit, if somebody has seen it or tried it, yeah. tell me where to get it. Hmm. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning... We got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know how our cars these days have all kinds of gimmicks? Yeah. We have all kinds of things that we can hit and buttons we can push and things that we can make happen with our vehicles and stuff like that. One of the ones I can't really ever figure out is the backup camera. Because I wasn't born in the day where the backup camera was a thing. So wait, you're saying you don't know how to, it should just come on. No, I mean, it comes on. But that sucker throws me off. Oh, you're saying you can't really use it. You would rather just use the mirrors. Because I don't really trust it. You know what that sounds like. What does it sound like? You know what I'm going to say. Grandpa. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Like, I've turned my head or looked at the mirrors my entire life. Mm-hmm. So here I am in this truck that I have, and I'm trying to back out of my driveway. And we kind of have a long driveway. And if I were smart, I just Y'all back do in. You have a long driveway, and it's straight, and that makes you think it's going to be easy. Yeah, but it makes it worse. I think. No, here's legitimately. Whenever somebody comes over for the first time, I will go outside to watch them leave because inevitably it's you know? a long driveway. <laughs> They're backing out, and they have to pull forward and start over. Uh-huh. It's difficult. My sister-in-law came into town a couple of weeks ago, right? And she's like, "Oh, I got it. I got it." She goes to back up, and she almost falls off into the yard in a little ditch. And I'm like, no. Uh She pulled forward and made me back the car out. Wow. But the deal is it's kind of difficult. So this morning, I tried for the first time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust it. I'm going to trust this device. Because there's the rails on the side, right? They're like, don't go past these lines. But the thing down the middle that's kind of pointing tells you if you keep it centered, you're going to go straight out of the driveway. You should try it. They're really handy. Guess what I figured out? If I trust it, it works. Oh. Dude, I was so excited. I almost wanted to pull all the way forward so I could do it again. Drive backwards all the way to work. It's going to be like an amusement park <laughs> thing for me. I'm just going to start backing up everywhere I go. There's Brandon. He's driving backwards again. It's much more fun to drive backwards if you have a camera and, and directional things. So if you don't have to break your neck looking all the way back. Yeah, I'm just going to start backing up. Now, the issue is, is I, you know, I've tried to use that before in stores like in busy parking lots yeah you ever tried to back up and almost hit somebody Mm -hmm. and then you feel like oh wow that was a close one (laughs) what if i'd heard clunk right what happens if you tap somebody in the parking lot you have to to get out and do the whole thing like if i accidentally bumped somebody you don't just wave you don't don't just wave and say my bad and take off (laughs) (laughs) but if it's just a little bump in the leg or something like that 
Or it's just like a get out of my way type of thing? No, I don't I don't think that's that's how it works. If you ever back out and you bump a car, just a little bump, you get out. It's never happened. No, to me. tell me you're a liar. I promise it's never happened. Tell me the truth. I'll tell you if one your time. friend did it. If your friend Someone was behind me one time in their car and they they like hit me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I looked in my barely. Yeah. And I was like, someone it, it happened like downtown Mm -hmm. and it was very close and i looked up immediately and and i don't have any tent on my window so i guarantee he saw me look up i looked up and kind of looked at my side window and he started like laughing and acting like he was on the phone like nothing happened no he didn't and then it made me question myself like am i crazy did he just tap my bumper i think he did and then he just like kept acting so if it ever happens oh gosh i'm gonna do what that guy did just keep acting yeah just like what i'm great driver just talking that's terrible i didn't i didn't touch yeah i think that's what he did though man i'm pretty sure here's what i that's gonna be you hypothetically speaking if i were to back Uh up and accidentally kind of love tap a car Uh i would probably look to see if somebody was in it and if nobody was in it brandon i don't think you should maybe we should i don't think you should finish your statement i'd leave a note is what i was Uh, gonna say oh of course i would (laughs) baxter in the morning If you struggle to go to bed at night, we're figuring out what might be the cause of it. So just a heads up. And I've had this deal, and we talked about it last week a little bit, where I'll lay there, and it feels like I can never fall asleep. And then I start counting sheep, (laughs) or I did the 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Right. Or then I start focusing on my breathing. I'm doing anything to try to take my mind Mm -hmm. off of active thoughts. And I've been laying there for hours, right? Okay, so a new study has found... The main thing that keeps people up is what they call next day anxiety, where we're replaying the events of the current day, and we're thinking about what we have to do tomorrow, and we're already beginning to stress about it before we even get to that point. Yes. And that's what causes us to not sleep very well at night. And here's some of the stats as far as how long it takes people to fall asleep. They say the average person, and this is crazy to me, it takes them 27 minutes to fall asleep every night. Average. Do you realize how long that is that you're just laying there? It's a long time. And you're trying to go to sleep? Mm-hmm. They say for one out of nine people, it takes one hour to fall asleep. I, that's happened to me several times. It's a couple hours. Yeah. I told you the other night I got two hours of sleep. Yeah. Because I just laid there. And then finally, I'm like, am I even really asleep? And there's something about setting your alarm. If you're one of those people that have to get up really early, mm-hmm. you can, that's what you focus on. Like, I have three hours left. I have yep. two hours and 50 minutes left. And you just start counting down and you yep. can't stop. And Leslie told me the other day the reason she thought that I did that was because I was at my computer working way too late. Because I was working oh, on graphics yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I got to go to bed. But my mind was being so creative and and active that it was kind of hard for me to wind down. They say about a third of people can fall asleep in 15 minutes or less, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's amazing to me. My husband can lay his head down, and within seconds, it's like he's snoring. And I'm like, how does that even happen? Yeah, he's pretending is how it happens. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't want to do anything with you. Leave me alone. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. <laughs> People are crazy. I'm asleep right now. <laughs> that 
So rude. Well, police in Stafford, Virginia, Virginia got a call from a gym after there was an incident incident in the women's locker room. So a guy had just crashed through the ceiling. Get this. It was 41-year-old, a guy named Brian Joe, who's a member of the gym. And apparently he'd gotten up into the ceiling and was using that as a way to spy on women in the locker room. Brian Joe at the gym. What in the heck are you I doing? I know. So he landed on a woman when he fell through the ceiling. But fortunately, she didn't need medical attention. Could you imagine getting dressed and this man falls out of the ceiling? Well, no, that would kind of scare me a little bit. Yes. Old Brian Joe. Right. Well, Brian Joe was arrested for burglary, peeping, and vandalism. How about that? But speaking of falling through a ceiling, I kept falling over but didn't know what to do. My friend told me to look on TripAdvisor. I know. It was a bad one. Oh, wow. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. We appreciate you having us on all across the state this morning. We're joined by, man, when you really think about the expert on Mm COVID-19, when you talk about Dr. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, and really he's become an advisor across the entire state. Now we talk to the entire state this morning. Welcome to the show, Dr. Spites. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Man, we're good. We're trying to stay clear of COVID-19 so far. You know, as far as uh, immediate staff, most of us have been pretty good. But uh, what are we seeing with numbers across the state as we, we look at COVID? You know, we've had the holiday surge and uh, the surge from Christmas. What does it look like as we enter February? So really what we're seeing and, and what we're seeing in Arkansas is actually not unique um, across the country and even across the globe. We are seeing a downward trend in COVID cases in, in countries across the globe. Uh, 49 states are seeing a decline in number of cases. Here in the state of Arkansas, we've seen a 26% decline just in the last 14 days. Wow. So wow. obviously a great trend. Uh, we want to see that continue. I think everybody's pretty happy about a reprieve. We're also seeing almost a 26% drop in hospitalized patients just wow. in here in the state of Arkansas. Why do we think the numbers are dropping? Is it because of herd immunity at this point and so many people have had it, or, or what is it? You know, that's a really good question. I'm going to be honest with you. We don't have a good answer. Hmm. Now, there's some theories out there, and people say, well, you know, we've been vaccinating. Well, we haven't vaccinated that many to be able to cause this kind of, a, of an impact. Uh, just here, when we talk about in the state of Arkansas itself, yeah, we've been doing a really good job at vaccinating about 300,000 or so is how many we vaccinated, which is only about 1% of our um, of our um, population. And so that's not a huge number. Now, you're vaccinating your frontline workers, you're vaccinating the, you know, the ones that are coming in, in contact with people, you know, police, fire, you know, now teachers and all that. So certainly all that helps and every vaccine helps. I don't want to I don't want to send the wrong message. Uh, it certainly does. But in, in, here in the in the U.S., we fact we vaccinated probably six million. I think six million have been vaccinated here in the U.S. About twenty five million have gotten at least their first dose. When you say fully vaccinated, I mean they got both doses. That's about six million people. But your point is well taken, Brandon. I want to I want to pick up on that for just a second. When we talk about how many cases we've had, when we talk about the cases just here in the United States, twenty six million cases. Okay. Or let's jump over to Arkansas. Arkansas, we've had about 300,000 cases of COVID-19 in the state of Arkansas, okay? Right. right. Well, we know there are more people that have gotten COVID 
than that number. Like there's a lot of people that have gotten it and didn't go get tested, or maybe they had mild symptoms, or maybe they thought it was a sinus infection or a cold, and they they made some antibodies. And so that number actually is probably low by about eightfold. And that, that's oh, the number wow. we landed on right now. Back in the spring of last year, we said, ah, it's probably five to ten times off. Late 2020, we landed on the, the numbers about eight times off. So if you multiply eight times 300,000, that's 2.4 million people. Wow. Well, the state of Arkansas has only got three million people. So that's a good number of people that probably have had COVID or been exposed to it and have some antibodies. So I'm not saying that that's what, what's causing it, but it's, it, it's certainly starting to kind of, kind of move in that direction. So, we, I mean, the, the mitigation efforts, the wearing your mask, the hand washing, everybody's just getting used to that. That's kind of like your daily activity now. Um, you know, everybody's minding their, their P's and Q's on that, plus the vaccine, plus the fact that a lot of people have been infected by it, whether they know it or not. I think all that together, we're seeing a downward trend. The problem is the variants. Yeah, we were going to ask you about that because, you know, it seems like every day we hear about different strains, different variants as this virus mutates and and will the vaccine, the current vaccine, be able to help with that? Uh, What are you hearing about the mutations and are we seeing that in the state of Arkansas? So here's what, first of all, the UK variant is likely in the state of Arkansas. We just haven't found it yet Mm because it's already in 30 something other uh, states here in the in the U.S., uh, and that's the, the U.K. variant. That's the one that's going to be most predominant that we see here in the coming months is the U.K. variant. Now, there's two other variants that we're, we're following. One of them is the South African variant, and then another one's called the Brazilian variant. I'm going to get to the Brazilian variant in a second because that's the most concerning. The good news on the U.K. variant and the South African variant is that both of our vaccines uh, work against uh, both of those variants. Awesome. Now. The Moderna vaccine, it, there's a reduction in terms of protection, but it still adds, but it's still protective. So it's a little lower. But you got to remember, both of these vaccines are hitting like, gosh, 94, 95% efficacy, which is really almost unheard of in a vaccine. So these things are really good at protecting you from getting sick. So both vaccines, right now, though, from what we can tell in the studies, uh, will cover you for the South African variant as well as the UK variant. The variant that's in Brazil is a different story. The variant in Brazil, right now, early research and early information seems like that the vaccine and our current treatments will not um, will not protect you. And if you've had COVID before, you're not protected by this variant. That's what we can tell right now. There's only been one case in the U.S. of the Brazilian variant, and it's an individual who lives in Minnesota who had just had recent travel to Brazil. Wow. So it's not. We don't feel like that this is widespread by any means. But that is a concerning variant that we are watching. You mentioned, uh, you know, there's different vaccines out there. What are there two that have been uh, approved? Is that right? So there are two that are approved, but we've got three that are right that are kind of in the queue in the next probably month, month and a half. There's a Johnson Johnson vaccine, Novavax, and AstraZeneca. Those are the three that are you're going to hear about in the coming weeks and months. So if we go in to get vaccinated, when it's our time, right? We're a part of the, the next phase or whatever. Uh, do we get to choose which vaccine, or does it depend on the facility, the hospital, the, the place that you're going? How does that work? Yeah, so right now, uh, still, we're pretty tight on vaccine distribution. The state of Arkansas is only getting about 38,000 vaccines a week, <clears throat> and that's a mix. About half of it's Moderna, about half of it's Pfizer. Okay. It seems like most of the Pfizer is being sent to hospitals, because it's kind of a, of a ticky uh, vaccine. It's got to be <clears throat> kept in those really cold freezers. 
and it's got to be handled specifically. And really, hospitals are, are kind of better set up to handle the Pfizer vaccine. The Moderna vaccine, not so much. And so that's a lot of the pharmacies are getting the Moderna vaccine. But really, that's what we're getting here in the state of Arkansas. It's hard to know what we're going to get um, in terms of like the, John- the Johnson & Johnson. The good thing about that one, that's a one-shot vaccine. There's not two shots. Oh, wow. All the other COVID vaccines are two shots. Johnson & Johnson's one shot. And it's easy, like you can store it in a regular refrigerator. So once we get that one out, we're hoping to get, I mean, we'll see. We're hoping to get about 100 million doses of that by June uh, in the U.S. So we'll see if we can get as much of that out as possible. It'd be great to have mass vaccination available to anybody yeah. by this summer. And so that's what everybody's shooting for. So when you get the vaccine, how long do you think uh, we're supposed to be protected once somebody's able to go and get it? So once you get the vaccine, so you get your first, let's just say like the, the typical Moderna or Pfizer right now, you get the first dose, it takes a while for your body to kind of generate immune response. And that's why you get that second dose. That's why 21 or 28 days later, you get kind of that booster dose to really cinch it in, bump you up to that 94, 95% uh, coverage. And that's what you want. And it takes about nine to 10 days after you get that second dose to be, quote, fully vaccinated. How long does it last? Right now, and again, this is just kind of a best guess, the CEO of Moderna says that they feel like that their vaccine lasts at least a couple of years in terms of coverage. So that's good news. Now, let me be clear, that's the vaccine in the current form. Right now, that current form doesn't protect against the Brazilian variant. Mm -hmm. So both vaccine, actually all the vaccine companies right now that I'm following are working on uh, reformulating or changing and making a booster dose that would cover like a future variant. The good thing is hopefully it does, won't take as long because the platform's already approved. So they already went through the FDA process and all that kind of stuff, the regulations and already tested it. They're really just kind of changing it in terms of making sure it covers They're adding another variant that it covers. So if, if that makes sense, it's almost like we change the flu shot every year to, to, to cover the, you know, whatever circulating strain is. They would do the same there. They can have that knocked out in six weeks. So if they can just produce it in mass amount, then we should be good on booster doses for the variant, too. All in all, I'll be honest with you, I feel really good about it. That's great. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning. Uh, you know, obviously right now we're hearing a lot about, um, you know, healthcare workers and frontline workers going and getting vaccinated. We're hearing about the elderly. We're hearing about, um, you know, teachers and all of that. When you look at people who don't fit into those groups, so let's say people between the ages of 20 and 60, when does it look like the majority of those people are going to be able to be uh, able to go and get the vaccine. So right now, again, that depends upon that depends upon um, vaccine distribution and vaccine supply. Because right as right now, the groups that you just talked about, I mean, we talked about who's in the in the group right now for just teachers, higher education, daycare workers, and over seventy. In the state of Arkansas, that's about four hundred and fifty thousand people. Right. If you drop down and look at how many people are in the ages between sixty-five and sixty-nine. That's 460,000 people. We're only getting 38,000 doses a week. So you're talking about two or three months. That's if the vaccine supply doesn't change. We anticipate the vaccine supply will change and will be much higher. And so we'll be able to get to those, those, those other groups sooner. So in terms of individual, what will happen is like we're in 1B right now, and we're actually in the first part of 1B, phase 1B. The second part of phase 1B is food and agricultural workers, um, Correctional staff, uh, I'm sorry, grocery store workers, manufacturing workers, public transit workers, U.S. Postal Service, government, community workers. A lot of people are in that, that second half of 1B. 1C is the next group, and they're hoping to start that in April. You know, and and I, they may start it, but we still may not have the vaccine. But in April, those are individuals 
like age 16 to 64 that have a high risk medical condition um, or individuals that, you know, work in like um, infrastructure, uh, like food services, shelters, housing, finance, communications, media, public safety, uh, public health workers, those individuals, it's estimated right now to start in May. But again, a lot of this, we just don't know until we get the we get the vaccine from the federal government. And that's where it comes from. It comes straight from the federal government. So, and real quick, what do you think about the vaccine? Because obviously, you know, you're talking about it with a very positive uh, tone and all that. Uh, there are going to be people who say, I'm not sure if I want the vaccine for whatever reason. What would you say to the people who are on the fence? You know, I get it. I'll be honest with you. And early on, I was doing my homework on it too. I was like, oh, uh, you know, I'm, you know, what about this vaccine? It's a new platform. I know we've, I know we've been um, using it or, you know, in some regard. And we had, this is, this has been used back in the 90s and the early 2000s. So it's not like they whipped this thing up, you know, just, you know, a year ago. That's not the way this works. So they've had this technology for a while. Now, it's true. We haven't used this technology for mass vaccination until now. I took the vaccine. My wife's taking the vaccine. I encourage everybody to take the vaccine. I've not had any issues with it. Everything that I'm reading, this is a very safe, very effective vaccine. I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if after all this is over that all of our vaccines kind of move to this platform. Because most vaccines, they don't offer this high of a coverage or effectiveness. Most vaccines, it may be 60-something percent, maybe 70 percent effectiveness. We'd make a big deal if it was 70 percent effective. Right. 94, 95 percent effective, that's a huge deal. So, um, so I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was a little in that camp early on. We'll say back in the fall, I was watching the numbers. I was waiting for the research, looking for the data. I want to, see, I want to be able to read the actual research articles. Once I went through and poured through it all, I was like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. What do you think about two masks? Uh, this will be the final thing we ask you. Two masks. I've seen the recommendation. Dr. Fauci mentioned it. Um, uh, it to me, it's like <laughs> I have enough of an issue trying to breathe through one. Do I really need to? <laughs> you know, I, and I'm, I'm with you, Brandon. I'll be honest with you. I, look, here's the deal. It's, this is, uh, first of all, with the, does the science support wearing two masks? Well, yeah, probably so. The science probably supports wearing three masks or four masks right. or wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> But I mean, and, and I'm not pleased. I don't. I'm not saying that ill of Dr. Fauci. But I mean, I very respected. I think very highly of him. I follow all the stuff that he says. But we need. I'd be happy if people were just wearing one mask. Right. Um, you know, if we could get the population, everybody just wearing one mask, I think that'd be a win for us. But going on and saying two masks and three masks, and then, but because that's the truth. The more layers of protection. I think that's what he was trying to get at. Because I, I read his statement, and I think the question was, well, would another mask be beneficial? Well, yeah. I mean, if you put another layer in front of it, you're going to block the, the chances of virus or anything coming in. But you're right. It's harder to breathe that way. It's harder to, to speak. It's harder to carry on a conversation or, or what have you. Um, so it's going to be a little more difficult, more cumbersome. Um, I, again, my wife's in elementary school. I can't imagine mm-hmm. the teachers there having to try to speak through, you know, two or three layers of a cloth mask. Right. Um, to try to teach the kids. So it's not a, to my knowledge, it's not a CDC guideline or recommendation right now. I think that, I think it just came out from his, I think from the White House task force may have mentioned that. I've not seen the World Health Organization come out on it. I've not heard from the Infectious Infectious Disease Society of America come out about it. But these other groups or societies that I watch, I've not heard any of them say anything about that. Dr. Shane Spites joins us. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And again, 
I can speak for everybody across the state who has so many questions. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're taking time, man. We've tried to get you on so many times that we know your schedule's tight. So every chance that we get, we appreciate what you bring to us. Absolutely, Brandon. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great one. Hey, before you go, one more thing. I told you one more thing. I'm going to one more thing you one more time. If people want to find you on Facebook because you do update on Facebook with kind of what you're seeing, uh, what's the easiest way for them to find you? Okay, so my Facebook is, uh, if you looked it up, and this, this is a, it's a page I flipped over to to try to post as much as I could. It's, uh, so it's Dr. Shane Spites. So it's Dr. Shane Spites. If you just type that in, you should be able to find it that way. And I try to, as I come across some of this stuff, and I'm, I'm really bad about responding, so I try to do better about responding to people. But as I find new stuff, like about vaccines, like I'm going to put this stuff up about vaccines and variants here uh, today or tomorrow, I try to get that up as quick as I can just so that people can, can have some, some sense of, of, uh, of what I would consider good evidence or good information. I try to quote everything so you can go and actually look at the article yourself. There you go. Dr. Shane Spites. On the phone with us this morning, man. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Like I said, you guys have a good one. Take care. Right. You too, man. What an awesome dude to give us that much time. Mm-hmm. And again, hopefully we can answer questions. And if you guys have questions that we can present to the doctor, maybe mm-hmm. you don't have a doctor you can directly talk to mm-hmm. quite like that. Uh, we'd be happy to be able to uh, ask him those yeah. questions and get you the information. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's <clears throat> do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Tuesday, February the 2nd of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to JoJo Dodd of Truman, who celebrates today. Francesca Casano of Jonesboro. Jim Miller has a birthday today. Gene Roberts from Jonesboro. James Clark is celebrating. What about Eddie Turner from Cave City? Happy birthday, Eddie. 72 today. Happy birthday and love from Amanda. Debbie Davis is celebrating today. We have Karen Nelson of Jonesboro and Teresa Pitts celebrates a birthday today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Sunny uh, Bringas is 19. That's Ramona Gibbler on Fuller House. Donald Driver is 46, former NFL wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He was also Dancing with the the Stars champion. Ben Mize is 50 today, was the drummer for the Counting Crows. Ooh, we can do some Counting Crows, right? like the County Crows, man. Remember the 90s. We always stand up straight. You get that. I've been hanging around this town for. I've been bumming around this old town so long. I've been hanging around this town Good my celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday. A big happy birthday today to Shakira. Who is 44 today? Oh, oh baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. Shakira, 44 years old today. 
Let's see. Robert DeLeo from the Stone Temple Pilots is 55. They did this one too. Where are you going oh, tomorrow? Where are you going? Okay, anyway. Yes, DP, we're late today. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter is 68 today. All right. And happy birthday today to Christy Brinkley, who is 67. There you go. So Christy Brinkley, to me, is probably best known. Well, she was a model, right? Really yeah. pretty. But she was also the woman in the car... In the National Lampoon's videos. Yes, the, the Corvette. Yeah, Chevy Chase saw her. She mm-hmm. drove by, and he was like, wow. Also, and you've mentioned this many times, every mm-hmm. time we play Billy Joel, mm-hmm. she was married to Billy Joel. She was. And I guess there was a song that was kind of a Christy Brinkley song. Uptown Girl was a song by Billy Joel, and she was the model in the video. Birthday <laughs> goes out to my good friend Christy Brinkley, who turns 67 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, your dysfunctional radio family is here. All of us together, collectively. Good morning. One big happy dysfunctional family. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Well, get ready for a bluegrass version of Luke Combs. He's given us a brand new song. It's called The Great Divide. And the idea behind this is, is Luke was preparing to do an entire album of bluegrass. He wanted to do something different, kind of change the course for a little bit and uh, the pandemic kind of slowed down the progress of putting together a complete album of bluegrass songs but he has given us this song it's called the great divide it's luke combs teaming up with billy strings who's a bluegrass artist this is what it sounds like the great divide tempers flare the flame flies higher as we soar closer towards the sun but i like to think too much damage Ain't been done. We're all so far, so far apart now. It's as deep as it is wide. We're about to fall apart now. If we can't reach the other side, we gotta find a way across the great divide. The Great Divide, Luke Combs. You can check out the full song this morning. It's up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog. 
So the voice is headed back for season 20, and Blake Shelton is going to have some serious star power in his corner. So each team's going to have battle advisors, and Blake is bringing in Dan and Shay this season. So Blake said the way Dan and Shay come together and they vocalize together and make music, he, he said that they're going to be a great mentor for um, these guys to have because so many times he's sitting in a situation where they're doing the battle rehearsals and one of the artists will ask him a question about harmony and he's like uh i don't know anything about harmony and harmony is like dan and shay's specialty that's what's so beautiful about them but he said um i'd be like oh you know i'm gonna check on that for you then i never do because i don't know anything (laughs) about harmony um but how lucky are the contestants who are going to be on team blake dan and shay oh my gosh yeah they're tremendous but also dan and shay have been teasing something new on their socials they posted their plus symbol which is the date 2521 which is friday so we have a few days till that reveal but we'll be keeping close watch to see if they're going to have something new come out yeah hopefully some new music coming up mm-hmm. this weekend i mean you think about the music they've put out over the last little bit everything they put out has gone to yeah. number one so uh speaking of number ones luke bryan has given us a new video for his song down to one uh, it's available right now if you want to go check it out on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. It's a very visual, pretty video. Luke's out there. And I can't really describe what the scenery is. It's almost like it's a little bit of green screen, magical, mystical mm-hmm. look, which is kind of different for a country music video. Again, it's for the song Down to One. Down to that last cold one, back of that two-tone left My heart was telling me that one more kiss and I'd be you can check out the video it's up this morning on the brandon baxter in the morning blog so this week kelsey ballerini appeared on the kelly clark uh, the kelly clarkson show and she talked about how therapy has helped in her life they talked a lot about that and how much therapy has helped her in her career she also talked about the song that she performed it's called love me like a girl and she says it was a musical roadmap for her husband to help him understand her better so she performed the song here's love me like a girl kelsey ballerini Sometimes I don't like what's in the mirror Uncomfortable standing in my skin Yeah, sometimes I feel a little broken It doesn't mean I need to be put together again So when I'm crying, baby, let me cry Don't try to fix it or make it right I wish you could love me Watch Kelsey's full performance of Love Me Like a Girl. We have it up on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, today is February the 2nd, and today in pop culture in 1887, it was the very first Groundhog Day. 
It was celebrated in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Welcome, Puxatawney Phil, to the show this morning. I don't know what a groundhog sounds like. I knew you'd give me something, though. That's why. <laughs> you said no one knew that I put my hands up like a little gopher, but no, nobody yeah. knew that. That was very nice mm-hmm. of you. Can we put that on social nope. media today? Nope. Uh, today in pop culture, in 1974, Dolly Parton scored her second number one with the song Jolene. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him just because you can. All right, today in pop culture in 1993, Willie Nelson and the IRS were going to settle their tax feud. So here's what happened. Willie had to pay $5.4 million to the IRS. He did owe them $13.1 million. He paid $5.4 million, and then also they were able to keep $3.6 million in assets. Wow. I believe we probably should pay our taxes. Good advice there. Today in pop culture in 2002, Britney Spears was the host of SNL on NBC. One of the songs that she did that night was the song Boys. Do you remember that song? Yes. You do? Yeah. Pharrell was in it. All right. That's Britney from 2002. And today in pop culture in 2010, Kesha released her first oh, wow. single. It went to number one and stayed number one for nine weeks. It was this song right here. It's 2010. Today is February the 2nd, and that is today in pop culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the news of Dustin Diamond passing at the age of 44 was breaking news in the middle of the day yesterday. And I can tell you, um, personally, that one just kind of hit like, wow, that is so sad. I know. And so fast. I mean, 44, as we sit here, you know, and actually, gosh, we'll turn 44 this year. Um, That seems so young. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, you know, Dustin Diamond was just living life, doing the best that he could. And three weeks ago, he went to the hospital because he wasn't feeling well. And he was in pain, and they were trying to figure out what the pain was caused by. And, well, it was cancer. And then they were told it was stage four cancer. And then he tried to go home after some treatments and was in so much pain, he went back to the hospital. And three weeks after the diagnosis, he's gone. Like that, Yeah. as a human being, Mm -hmm. that just hits you. I know. And that story just hits you. Like he wasn't prepared. His family and friends weren't prepared. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I get that, you know, a lot of times loss isn't prepared for. Yeah. But it's still, it's sad at that age and and that story. Again, we've seen him since he was a little kid. Every single episode. Yeah, so they were saying that he started on that show, Saved by the Bell, when he was about 11 years old. And the people on the set were talking about his comedic timing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he embraced the character of Screech. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't Zach Morris. He wasn't A.C. Slater. He wasn't portrayed to be. You know, the, the blonde right. punk or the the athlete, the wrestler with all the muscles and all that. He was portrayed very much the opposite. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, you, you go back and you see some of the stories on his life where there were some issues over the, you know, along the way. And yeah. as with life, many of us have things that we have to overcome and that we struggle with and battle. And, you know, he had that. And he was trying to get back in touch with his Saved by the Bell friends mm-hmm. and, and rebuild those relationships, some of which had been, you know, really damaged. Yeah. And then I think when you think about what they're going through, you know, like they're sitting here mm-hmm. thinking they grew up with this guy. I know. He's a contemporary of theirs. Yeah. And they remember those days when they were young. I saw a really sweet post from Tori Spelling. Oh, yeah. um, and she played Violet, his girlfriend, like his very first love interest on the show, yep. Saved by the Bell. And she basically, um, it's a long paragraph, but she basically just kind of paid tribute to him as the character Violet, basically oh. saying, you know, Violet will always be your first love. You know, it was really sweet. But there were so many celebrities reaching out that had either acted with him. And she said, too, that when she got got, got there, she was only 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was the one on set. I think he was probably 14, too. Um, made her feel so great. Took her around, introduced her to everyone. And he made sure he stood by her side so she didn't feel by herself. And she was just like, that's what I'll remember yeah. about him, that 14-year-old really Dustin. Yeah. And again, just uh, sad news. And again, it's a big trending thing that's out there today. And you can go and look at all the different responses from, you know, Mark Paul Gossler, Mario Lopez, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Mark mm-hmm. Voorhees. <clears throat> They've all responded. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley responded as well. And they were talking about bringing Screech back for the second season of the reboot, which is currently on Peacock. So we'll see how they address it. I would assume they'll have to address it in some way in the second to season. To honor him somehow, yeah. So. Anyway, again, our thoughts go out to the family and friends and so many fans of Dustin Diamond, who played Screech on Saved by the Bell. I can tell you that I enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oddly enough, I still watch the show. It's one of yeah. those little things I enjoy on the weekends, yeah. you know, to wake up and, and to put on some mm-hmm. mindless TV <clears throat> from my childhood and my youth. And uh, Saved by the Bell is a show that always brings back great news. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Back on the Dustin Diamond thing for a second, because again, you know, I like watching Saved by the Bell still. Um, when you were in school, can I guess which character you were the most like? I don't like this game. No, so if you picture the Saved by the Bell characters, right? You had Screech, you had Zach Morris, mm-hmm. you had AC Slater. On the other end, Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle, Kelly Kapowski. I would assume. If I were to make an assumption this morning, that you were probably You know the, what assuming does. Yeah, but I think I'm about to nail this one. <laughs> were you the Kelly Kapowski of your school? With the exception that I was not a cheerleader in high school. No, that's not true. I wasn't. You were a cheerleader in school. In junior high school. Okay, so it's basically the same. No, thing. it's not. No, I it's was close. only a basketball player. No, you were so a I was cheerleader. A more athletic in- Kelly Kapowski. No, okay, so now you're trying to brag and say you were even better than Kelly Listen, Kapowski. Listen, it was years ago. I can brag. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, like, if you were to say which character do you relate most to, you would probably think her. It would be a mixture of her and Lisa Turtle, probably. Why Lisa Turtle? She was all about, and I wasn't really all about fashion, but she was always about like the social and kind of wanting to be everywhere and making sure she knew about everything yeah. and that kind of thing. I was so all you, about my friends. You know, you were thinking you're probably the least like Jesse Spano because she was the smart one of the bunch. Uh, I was least like, <laughs> I was not valedictorian. <laughs> which character, if you looked at me today, mm. which, <clears throat> which one would you think I was the most like of the boys? 
I think you would be a mix. Okay, well, no. I don't want to know the mixture. I want to know if you had to pick one. Because I can't. If I have to pick one, it's going to be Screech. I knew it! <laughs> because if I have to pick one, if I have, if you'll let me mix it, if you'll let me mix it, it'll be a better answer. Well, no, we can all try to mix them. <laughs> but if I had, like, if they were going to cast me to play a character on Saved by the Bell, which one would they cast me as? And you just said I would be cast as Screech. Done. I'm just going to assume, Brandon. I'm just going to assume. Can I tell you, though, you're assuming right. If I were back in middle school, junior high school, high school, I would have been the Screech. Because you feel like you most identify with like what his character went through? Yeah. Awkward and a little bit quirky. Did you have curly hair? No, I didn't have qu- oh. uh, curly hair. But uh, So if I could have had the hair of Zach Morris. Gotcha. But longer in the back. Kind of the bleached like pre- out. Well, A.C. Slater kind of had some longer in the back. Oh, he did too. Yeah. Yeah. But I was in nowhere near in shape. And like Zach Morris had the girls who were talking to him, right? Although you were a wrestler. You yeah, could have worn one of those singlets. No, but I was about 120 pounds. There were girls who weighed more than me. Oh. You know? Yeah. And probably that could beat me up back uh-huh. then. Yeah. I'm just saying. Today. Well, probably so. And that's just fine. Fighting doesn't make you any better. Uh-huh. You're I'm right. I going to say that. Mm-hmm. I will say it right mm-hmm. here for everybody. But really, I think I probably would have been the the screech of school. It is fun to think about what you were, who you identified with, you know, yeah. as the character. I mean, I wanted to be Zach Morris. Right. I wanted to be, you know, the blonde, good looking dude. All the girls thought was all Preppy. cool. And he was a little bit of a trickster and, you know, a little yeah. shady at times. Mm-hmm. But you And know. now he's the governor of California. What the heck? Anyway, it's kind of a fun game to think about. If you were a Saved by the Bell character... Which one would you be? Facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Did you know Vern Troyer, a.k.a. Mini-Me from the Austin Power movies, was raised Amish? Really? (laughs) No, I did not know that. (laughs) Random, right? Yeah. Did you know the first big studio movie to feature the F word? was MASH in 1970. Really? There was a big football game at like the, the last of the movie and a character named Painless says, quote, all right, bud, your blank head is coming right off the very first time, 1970. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that either. And did you know on the first season of Sesame Street, Oscar the Grouch was orange. What? They changed him to green before the second season by saying he had gone to a muddy swamp and turned green overnight. I can't picture him orange. That's weird. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. TikTok challenges are a huge deal. So mm-hmm. big that Faith Hill did one over the weekend yeah, with her daughters. Cute. Uh, There's also one out that I had seen some posts about, and it's called the Red Silhouette Challenge. So the vibe is it's a dark room. There is a a room behind you. Let's say picture a doorway. If you haven't seen this, picture a doorway and uh, you're standing in the doorway, right? And you hit some type of a cute pose in the doorway. It's all dark, but the only light that's showing is a red light showing behind you. So what it shows in the foreground is darkness and your red silhouette. Oh, okay. Okay, so again, you're in the doorway, red light behind you. It's just a silhouette of you in the doorway. And a lot of people are posting like cute stuff or here I am and, you know, um, 
intimate apparel. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds intimate worse than lingerie. Apparel. Doesn't that sound worse than lingerie? Why did I, I say that? I don't know. Please take that back. Uh-uh, I can't. Can somebody please delete no, that from the podcast? That will remain forever. <laughs> okay, so you're in lingerie. Mm-hmm, thank you. Here's what we found out. Uh, according to people who have done plenty of research on this, there is a way that people can go into Photoshop style programs and change all the coloring and basically remove the red light and see what you're wearing. So if you have done the red silhouette challenge (laughs) and you're in your intimate apparel and you think because of the red light, people can't tell there's ways you can change the coloring to where people can see you. Or if people went even a step further. And didn't wear intimate apparel. Oh. That's not good. Yeah, you need to remove that. Now, Brandon! <laughs> so I've not done the silhouette challenge. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a website has ranked the 50 states on the best place for being single from oh, the best no. to the worst. You're going to bring Arkansas some bad news. I just want to let you all know. It's based on everything from the number of single people to restaurants per capita. Etc. Right. So when you go through uh, other things, look at gender ratios, online dating opportunities, drink prices, affordability to live in certain states, online dating, safety, all the different stuff. Okay. So the best state to live in if you're single and uh, just, I mean, this is good news, I guess. Florida, number one. Hmm. And I'm telling you, when I went to Florida, I was like, I never want to leave Florida. It's really pretty. Uh, Texas is number two on the list. Then Pennsylvania then Wisconsin, then Hmm. New York, and Illinois. Okay? Hmm. Let me give you some of the worst states to live in. The worst state to live in if you're single is New Mexico, Hmm. then West Virginia, then North Dakota, then Hawaii. And I would assume that's based on population because I would love to live there. And I would imagine, you know, that would be fun. It would be fun to live there. Tanness oh, co- and coconuts bikinis and all that. Yeah. Long hair and tanness and coconuts and grass skirts. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of movies, haven't I? Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, number five on the list of the worst places if you're single is Arkansas. That, no, we're worse. Well, we're number five. Oh. So out of all 50 states, there are like 44 in front of us. Man. Just a heads up, or are there 45? There's 45. <laughs> yeah, I'm still stuck on the coconuts. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a survey has asked people about job satisfaction. Hmm. So guess what they're finding? I can't imagine. A study of 2,000 workers uh-huh. found that about a third of people don't feel motivated in their career. And many of those people are dissatisfied with the quality of their life at work. Man. So it's kind of crazy to think that so many people are going to a place and committing so much time in yeah. their lives to a place where they're not happy. That That's really sad. So let's go. Let's do some math real quick. Okay. okay? Well, you can do some math. I'll no. just, I'll just follow along. That's what I have the calculator for. Okay. So let's say on average, and, and most people work more than 40 hours. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like there's no telling how many hours we truly put in, but let's just pretend it's a 40 hour work week, right? 40 hours a week times 52 weeks. That's 2,080 hours out of the year that you're spending in your workplace over the course of what would you say Mm. the, the 40 year career? Yeah. Possibly something like that. 
83,200 hours. Wow. So if you're not happy in your job or what you're doing or the people that you're working with, I think the best thing to do is to find something that's going to make you happy. Make a change, definitely. Because there's no sense of being unhappy. And again, one-third of people aren't motivated in their current workplace. They're unhappy and dissatisfied at work. And to those people, we have one piece of advice. Take this job (laughs) and shove it. Say this. You shouldn't say that. Do you want to go back? Take no. this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. <laughs> if you're unhappy, man, great advice from Johnny Paycheck. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we have an awesome interview with Dr. Shane Spites. I hate to say interview. It's a chat. Yeah. Uh, because the deal is, is he is the COVID expert across uh, Northeast Arkansas. And we got to talk to him today about COVID. We get to talk about the variants of COVID that are being seen across the country and across the world. Are we supposed to be wearing two masks? What about the vaccine? What do the numbers and the trends show? All of these questions that you might have that you don't have the access to go just, hey, let me go and just ask all these questions to a doctor or an expert. We do that for you with Dr. Spites. So that's on the podcast. We also talk a lot about Dustin Diamond Screech from Saved by the Bell who passed away. And Kelly tells us which Saved by the Bell character she relates the most to. I also have great advice for any of you ladies who have seen the Red Silhouette Challenge and are thinking about trying that as to why you might want to hear what I say before you try mm-hmm. it. Yeah. All on today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? We have To Tell the Truth, we have The Resident, Trickster, Prodigal Son, Nurses, and Big Sky, and I just want all the ladies to know, Matthew McConaughey will be on Jimmy Kimmel tonight. There you go. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.